Hi, this is Pastor Stephen. I am the pastor of New Beginning Church in Singapore. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this podcast will build your faith. Hope you grow deeper in the word of the Lord and know Him personally in much deeper way. Enjoy the message. God bless you. Family Transformations Today, the title of my sermon is A Desperate Prayer in a Family. A story is recorded in the 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 1 to 20. A man named Elkanah with his little family. He has two wives and few children. The family structures was uh, very common during that time in that culture. Because Hannah was not able to conceive or bear children, she was taunted and bullied by the other wife, Penina. This set the stage of Hannah's sufferings and turmoil and anguish and pain. They brought her to a place in which that she will offer up a prayer, a desperate prayer, that this little family who trusted God this little family who believe in God, yet this family is not a perfect family. In other words, mostly the family on this earth is not perfect. Not even our Heavenly Father's family, the church. The main reason why family is not perfect, because it consists of people who are not perfect. Just like the story that we just watched, the family of Elkanah. The Bible tells us there is a man named Elkanah. Though he was a very good man, he was a very loving man. He continued to love Hannah, even though she was not able to bear children for him. Though having multiple wives at that time in that culture were very, very common, but it was not the original plan of God. It was not the perfect plan of God. Jesus once told the people that from the beginning God made them male and female. That is to say that God's perfect will for a marriage is one man and one woman. So once again, even though Elkanah was a very good and loving man, but yet he was not a perfect man. He was wonderful man, but yet he was not a perfect man. When Hannah was bullied by Penina over and over again, each time Hannah will be reduced to tears and would not even eat. Elkanah tried to comfort Hannah, reassuring her of his love toward her. But it didn't matter how much Elkanah tried to comfort Hannah. She was still in tears and refused to eat and refused to be comforted. From time to time, we will have to acknowledge our own limitations in our own families. As a husband, as a wife, as a son, as a daughter, we each have our own limitations. Each family members will go through seasons of their lives that in which that another family members might not be able to help even though they have done everything they could ever done. So, we should give 
every member of our family. When they go through seasons of their life and let them encounter God themselves in the way that God sees fit, trusting God to deal with them and care for them in the way that God will see proper. Because we believe that God loves them too. We believe that God loves each and every one of our family members. So when our family members are struggle, and we try to help, and we try to comfort and encourage and love them as much as we can, but there will be time that we will be in limitations. There will be time that we cannot do anything to help our family members. So we let God do His part. The Bible said, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petitions, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. When you are not able to do much more for your family members, when our family members struggle with the things in their lives, we have to learn to put aside our anxiety, our worries, and open up our prayer to God and our request that God will intervene, that God will help our family members. The second person that we are going to look into is Penina. The meaning of her name, Penina, means jewel. But we know from the story, the attitude and the actions and the deeds of Penina is nothing of a jewel. She was definitely not a perfect member of this little family. The lady was probably treasured as a jewel in the community that she was in at that time, simply because she bore children for the family. She was treated fairly by her husband, but she had no intention whatsoever to treat others fairly, especially to Hannah, her rival in that family. She was the bully in the family, and Hannah was the victim. The Bible reported that Penina would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. Year after year, it was the same. Penina would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Each time, Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat. What Jesus told us that blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. The persons who is meek or humble would not bully others. But people who are meek or humble are people who use their strength and their advantage to help others, to care and comfort those who are in need and those who are suffering and those who are in disadvantage. Remember the Bible said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. But Penina was arrogant, but Penina was strong, but yet she was not a very kind person. She was not meek at all. She was not humble at all, but she was arrogant. She was definitely not a perfect member of the family. The third person that we're going to look into this family is Hannah herself. Hannah means grace. But from her life experience, 
it doesn't seem to be anything about grace. Not until Samuel was born. Though Hannah was a very good person, she was totally the opposite of Penina. But she was not a perfect member of the family either. First of all, she was barren. She could not conceive a child. So in many ways, she was not a perfect wife. She was not a perfect member of the family. Even though that is not by all her own choice. In the community that she lived in at that time, women who cannot conceive a child would be considered as someone who is not valuable at all. Though she was a victim of the bully in the family, she also brought much pain and worry to her beloved husband. Even though he tried to comfort her, but Hannah had nothing to be comforted of. She had caused much worry to her beloved husband. In the first Samuel chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible said that Elkanah, her husband, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Are you someone in the family that always cause your parents, your brothers and sister, or your children to worry about you? Would you be willing to open up your hearts to let others comfort you and encourage you and support you? I hope that you open up the heart, your hearts to others who love you. You don't have to suffer alone. The Holy Spirit can use people around us to be a blessing to us, even throughout the very tough and difficult circumstances. The book of Romans chapter 15 reminds us, that the strong should help the weak. Do what is right and build one another up. If you are the strong one, please do your part to build another one, to help one another, to strengthen another, to encourage and to help the weak. So in these unperfect family circumstances that we are in, what should be our response? in dealing with the imperfect family that we are in. Though there is no perfect family on this earth, we should not give up on family like some people do. Because family is the part of God's design for human beings to live and to fulfill their purpose on this earth. God has designed family as a place where we all can grow where we can be careful and we can care for others, that we can uh, be loved and then we can love others. The following quotations is attributed to uh, Steve Jobs, the founders of Apple. Whether it was his own words or other people's writing, I think this describes how important family is for our lives. He said, I have reached pinnacle of success in the business world. In others' eyes, my life is an epitome of success. However, aside from work, I have little joy. In the end, well, it's only a fact of life that I'm accustomed to. In this moment, lying on the sick bed and recalling my whole life, I realized that 
all the recognitions and wealth that I took so much pride in have paled and become meaningless in the face of impending death. Whichever stage in life that we are at right now, love your spouse, love for your friends, treat yourself well, cherish others. In other words, we should never give up on family. Instead, we should make it a priority in our lives. We should make use of everything that we have to build up our family, to encourage one another, especially in the time that we are in right now. They comfort one another, they strengthen one another, they encourage one another. There are a few things that we learn from the story and how we should respond to the imperfect family. Number one, we should continue to love and to care for one another. For this, we can give credit to Elkanah. Though he was not a perfect man, and the Bible does not record that Elkanah ever corrected Penina's actions and attitude towards Hannah. Though Elkanah was not a perfect husband, but he did continue to love Hannah. He did continue to care and comfort Hannah, who was suffering under the bully of Penina. 1 John chapter 3, verse 18 and 19. The Bible said, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongues, but with actions and in truth. This then is how we know that we, are, we belong to the truth, that we set our hearts at rest in His presence. It is paramount important for us to continue to love and to care towards each other in the family. There will be time that you feel disappointed. There will be time that you feel discouraged. There will be time that you feel nobody can help you. And there will be time that you feel that nothing that you do will be enough to help others. But still, God wants us to continue to care and to love each other, not only our words, with our actions. It's very important for our family. It's important for us also in the eyes of God. By doing that, our conscience is clear and I believe that God sees our hearts that He will do His part. That's how God wants us to live our life. That's how God wants us to conduct our lives in the imperfect family that we are in. Disregard how other family members respond, we should continue to care and to love each other. Just like Elkanah did. Number two, that we should not take revenge. That means that we should not pay evil with evil. The bully that Hannah went through was a very long period of time. The Bible said years after years. She will have to endure the pain and the anguish of the bully. Probably she has stood up for herself in many times. And we should stood up to the bully. Probably she has asked Penina to stop many times. And we should do so. If people bully us, we ask them to stop. But Penina continued the bully. 
For Hannah, though it was painful, she did not retaliate. Hannah did not do bad things towards Penina. She take the frustrations to the Lord. She did not take her frustration towards the children in the household. But she took it to the Lord. The Bible reminds us, Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. So if you ever feel that you have been treated unfairly, you have been treated badly, please do not pay evil with evil. Continue to be kind, continue to be gracious, continue to be a blessing to others while you can bring all your frustrations, all your pain and anguish to the Lord. But do not take it with your own hand for the revenge. The third thing that we can learn from this story is that we can take our desperations to the Lord. That means pray and never stop praying. The Bible recorded many instances where people who love God, who follow God, but yet they were very desperate in their life. The Bible acknowledged the pain and the suffering of the people who trusted God and who loved God with all their heart and their souls. And oftentimes, the prophets of God also struggle with these circumstances. One of them was Prophet Habakkuk. Prophet Habakkuk wrote that he heard his heart pounded. His lip quivered. Decay crept into his bones and his legs trembled. Prophet Habakkuk was confused. He was angry, he was terrified, he was desperate for God's intervention, for a relief of the circumstances that he was in. He cried out to God, Oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Habakkuk, an Old Testament prophet, experienced a season of trial that seems endless. He was desperate for relief, for a change. He was desperate for God's interventions. It seems that Prophet Habakkuk had prayed many times, and he had cried out to God for many times. Even though he had not had the answer from God, even though God had not intervened in his circumstances. But yet, he continued to cry out to God and he continued to pray and never stopped praying. Though Elkanah tried to comfort Hannah, but Hannah was still very sad and downhearted. There was no other human's comfort that can comfort Hannah. There is nothing that can heal her heart that has been wounded. Hannah was desperate. She was desperate for a relief. She was desperate for a change. And the good thing Hannah did was that she brought her frustrations and desperations to God. The Bible recorded that Hannah was in the deep anguish and crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. 
Are you desperate because of your family circumstances? Are you desperate because of the family members that is not perfect? Are you desperate because of the family members that had done bad things? Are you desperate because you feel that you are the victim of the unfairness? If you are, bring your desperations to God. Share your most inner thought to God. Be honest to the Lord. Open up your hearts to Him and He will not reject you. The fourth thing that we can learn from the story is that we should continue to believe and believe and believe, never stop believing. As Christians, we are called to live a life of faith. Our faith helps us to face difficulties and challenges in life. Christian faith doesn't rest on what is seen or what is temporary. It relies on fully the all-sufficiency of Christ, what Christ has done for us and what Christ has promised to us. In the season of desperations, it oftentimes is very challenging to believe when we don't see the result of our faith and the answers of our prayer. Hannah was misunderstood by the Eli when she was praying desperately. When she explained to him her desperations and Eli understood what was going on, he said to her, Go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. The Bible said that Hannah responded with thankfulness. She exclaimed, Oh, thank you, sir. And the Bible reported that she went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sick. Jesus said, Blessed are those who have not seen, yet have believed. Hannah was comforted. She was back to her life, believing that God would intervene on her behalf. Though she had not seen it yet, though she had not conceived a child yet, but she believed. And she did finally conceive a child and gave birth to Samuel, one of the greatest prophets in Israel, and many children afterward. Believe, believe, and believe, and then don't stop believing. But there is nothing impossible for our God, and nothing is too difficult for Him. For your family too, for your spouse, for your children, and for your parents. Though they are all not perfect, but we have a perfect God that can intervene in the times that He sees fit. Jesus said, everything is possible for him, for him who believes. Do you believe? As a conclusion, the Bible teaches us always giving thanks to God. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for the family you have, even though they are not perfect. Thank God for the time that you have together now, even though sometimes can be very difficult. But in all things, always give thanks to the Lord.
Continue to do good. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Continue to love. Continue to care. Continue to encourage. Continue to provide a loving environment. And continue to bless one another. And lastly, continue to pray and to believe. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 says, Never stop praying. Pray and pray and bring your desperations to God in a desperate prayer for your family. There is no perfect family on this earth. But if you continue to do good, if you continue to trust God, if you continue to pray and believe in Him, you will reap the good harvest at the end. You'll be able to continue to grow in your family. You'll be able to achieve the purpose that God has set for you. And you will be able to enjoy the happiness in your family. So don't give up on your family. If you are desperate, in which at times it would, take your desperation to God and offer up to God a desperate prayer. Thank you for joining us. Hope you have been blessed. This podcast is made possible by generous giving people like you. If you want to support us, please visit us at www.nbcsingapore.org www.nbcsingapore.org God bless you.